Hey, you guys. Thank you all so much for being another special guest here on Black Canvas. We have Mr. Schaefer Mueller here with us. He is an amazing singer, songwriter, and I thought it would be great for him to be on the show. He was born and raised in Chesterfield, Virginia. He attended Old Dominion University, where he left just 30 credits shy of a civil engineering degree to serve in the United States Army. Schaefer deployed with the 4th Brigade Combat Team 25th Infantry Division to Afghanistan in 2017. After returning and leaving the Army, he traveled the states, playing across the country for state senators, governors, and even opened for Grander Smith doing his USO tour. Schaefer currently resides in Houghton, Louisiana, where he is focusing on medical school, recording his music, and making a name for himself throughout the northern Louisiana area. He has several self-recorded songs, as well as some newly released professional Texas recorded songs, which can be found on all musical platforms. And we're so glad to have you here, Schaefer, as a guest here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited. I was listening to your music last night, which I've heard it before, but I was just really, I love the song Dancing, the one you wrote. That is such an amazing song. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That one was the easiest one to write. <laughs> I, I know your wife has this. She really must enjoy that one. I mean, it, I love the the premise of it and going from the beginning of kind of like, should I dance? Her kind of being involved with the dance and later on being about your daughter. I thought it was just great. It was just great songwriting for sure. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I, I added that last verse. Um, three months ago, I, I got a three-month-old daughter. So I was like, man, this needs one more verse. So I ended up I first recorded it in 2019, and uh, I was like, this would be a lot better if I just rounded it all off at the end there. So, Yeah, it was very creative. I was just, I was like, this is an amazing song. I love the beat, like just the way it all went together. It was really one of my favorite songs, which really drew, drew me to your music when I heard that. I was like, wow, I really want to support. And then also with you being in Louisiana, I'm from Louisiana, so I'm like, hey, he has to be here for sure. <laughs> awesome yeah thank you oh no problem all right so Schaefer I have some questions for you so if you're ready I'm going to kind of just fire some of them away and then I just want you to give me your first initial response or answer to each one okay yeah I can do that all right so the first question I have is um how would you describe your music that you typically create so if you could kind of sum it up into either a word or or a statement or what type of music you like to create I'd say uh, more storytelling because I focus a little bit more on the lyrics than I do the melodies. I, I kind of just want to paint a picture um, each song you listen to. So I'd say, yes, it, I'll describe it as storytelling. I like that. And where did you kind of derive that ability to storytell? Was it from my personal experience? Was there any artists that you liked growing up that stood out to you? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with uh, the media and everything, as music's been changing since uh, I'd say the LimeWire ages, you get a little bit of everything. So I grew up listening to a bit of everything, but the songs that really um, touched me were the ones where I could just sit there on the, on the back porch or something, close my eyes and, and be like watching a movie. So I started playing guitar and wanted to write songs and did it that way. And then um, I'd say there's this, there's this artist, singer, songwriter, Corey Smith. And a lot of his songs just, at, they, they hit me at the right time with the right 
the right stories. So that's when I really started writing. And um, I was always kind of good at English in school. So I, I'd write a story out and then turn it into a, stone, a song instead of just writing a song. Um, so that, that worked out good for me, I think. I think so too. And it kind of reminds me when I listen to your music, it reminds me of like Rascal Flats because I mean, I love that group. And I just feel like I transcend when I listen to you sing and I listen to them sing. You feel like you're actually in the, the place of where it was written. And I think that's a, yeah. a great mark of an artist when you can actually write something and you feel like, hey, I actually feel like I'm sitting here with this person and going through their experience as well. Yeah, thank you. That's not bad company to be uh, compared with. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, next question I have for you is, um, what is your creative process like? So when you actually are creating music, do you like to just kind of be away from everyone in a room quiet? Do you like to be in there with other writers or what goes on in your creative process? So up until recently, I definitely preferred to be completely secluded alone and typically outside. So I know I, I watch a lot of these artist interviews and, and how these songwriters come up with their songs. And a lot of people start with the beat and they just kind of think of a melody first and then try to pitch words together that, that work. For me, I, I go and like to take a case of beer or a bottle of whiskey, sit by some water somewhere and uh, just think, all right, what do I want to say right now? And it was, a, it was a lot easier when I first got out of the army. I had a lot of things I wanted to say. And so I could just sit down and, and write a song every five minutes just without stopping. So I, what I do is I take my phone, uh, hit the record button, and I just play for about an hour, go back and see, see what I sing because I won't even remember it. But I go back and just see what came out of me. And then I, I embellish on those a little bit. Um, but now I, I got a few buddies that wanted to write some songs a couple months ago and they came in and they said, Hey, I want to write a song about my granddad. This is the story about this guitar he used to have. And I was like, all right, well, tell me the story. And as they were talking, I was writing down words on this piece of paper. And by the time he finished telling me the story, I had the entire song and he, he started tearing up as I played it. He's like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted it to say. That is awesome. <laughs> so that's good. And that means that you're really intuitive on picking up on energy of the other person. So that way, when you write something, they feel like, hey, this is it's a collaboration, but it's also your interpretation of what you experience. Yeah, I like to think that's that's how it is. So I like that. And it kind of reminds me of like some of my favorite artists, like Stevie Wonder, one of my favorite artists of all time. I mean, oh, yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, how did this guy create not only amazing music for himself, but for so many other people? And you have to really sit in a room with someone to feel their energy and to know what they're needing. And just also being emotionally aware of, you know, where you're at at that moment, too, to make sure that you don't bring a lot of negative energy into the session. So I love that you say, hey, sometimes you're sitting with someone, listening to their ideas and then coming up with something and on pretty much on the spot. And sometimes they have some of the best songs. They don't have to take five weeks to record. Sometimes you can do it in a good 10, 20 minutes. And it's amazing. Yeah, if it flows that easily, then you know it's it's a good one because everything's flowing. That's not forced, and and like you said, if you if you're in the same energy with the person, because uh, you could have the same sentence said three different ways, and each one has a different meaning. So somebody comes in and gives me an idea over text. I've had people like, "Hey, I want to write a song about this," and I'm like, "Well, start thinking of things," and then they come in and they they embellish on that, and then it's a whole different story. It's a uh, it's not what I thought they wanted to write. So it's definitely you get to see them and see how their reactions are and, and what they want to say the way they want to say it. It makes it a lot easier. I agree with that. And I mean, it also goes back to you just being a team player. Cause sometimes there's a song that you may write that's for yourself, but you realize it's actually better suited for someone else. 
and it's just good to be able to gift that to someone and say, hey, you know what, this doesn't actually go with the direction I'm going, or maybe that's a song that you might use maybe on another album. You just have to give it time to make sure that everything connects at the at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I just I I like writing songs and I want them to be heard, so it, it makes me happy. Just it's my therapy writing. So um, just recently, I think it was what day is today? Saturday from Sunday, Monday. It was like four days ago. Um, I went up to Nashville and talked to some uh, publishing company and pitched a song because my songs are kind of all storytelling about my life, or at least my bandmates' life. And I wrote a song when I was on deployment called Something to Drink About. And I re-recorded it in Texas last month. It comes out August 1st. But I was like, let me pitch this to because it doesn't really fit my album. I want to pitch this up in Nashville. And they they took it and they're the publishing company has it now and they they loved it. So I'm everybody's telling me, man, I thought you wanted to be the artist. I I don't care. If my song gets heard, it gets heard. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Schaefer. You know, one thing ghostwriting or or writing for other artists, it pays so much money. You wouldn't even imagine how many writers are still making money off of like the songs they wrote. I kind of go back to like um, Candy Burris and when my people know her from Real Housewives of Atlanta, but before Escape, like she wrote so many songs for so many artists. And I'm like, she's still getting royalties from that today. And it's just like, that's for the betterment of your family and yourself. Like where you can sit back and say, hey, I don't even have to get up and perform this every time it's played on the radio and especially with streaming today, like you can just get, you know, more and more streams and that's just a way for you to keep money flowing in. So for the listeners who are maybe wanting to pursue a career in music, you can still be a musician and still be a writer for others and still be profitable both ways. Yeah. I I actually think songwriting is the way to go more so than being the entertainer just because of uh, you're, you're on the road. 300 days out of the year, you don't really get to see your family. So it's all good and fun for somebody that's single, but it's, uh, I was gone enough in the army. I don't really, I mean, if I can tour, I'll tour, but I, I don't want to do it all year. Like this, we're going on a tour for a month this year and that's it. Cause I want to still be able to go home and, and be with the family. So it's a lot easier to sit back and let somebody else do all the hard work and you just write it. <laughs> that's where we talk about thinking smart and actually being able to make the right choices for yourself. I love that. Yeah. All right. So, Schaefer, speaking of collaborations, is there any artist that's out there, either someone we might know or someone we may not be as well versed with that you are dying to collaborate with? Uh, I, I think there's there's two on two different spectrums um, or well, not not crazy spectrums. But uh, growing up, like I said, I, I listened to Jimmy Buffett starting out and I always thought that was going to be it. And then I thought it was going to be Eric Church. And then there was a time I thought it was going to be Eminem. And looking now in my life, it's more so who I think I could sit down and enjoy collaborating with and, and sit in a single room, drink some beers, write some songs and, and have it come out naturally. So the, the singer songwriter, Corey Smith, that's, that's been my, uh, I guess I could use the word like idol, but my inspiration since 2008, I've been following him and, and just would love to sit down and just write with him, whether we both sing on a track or we just write together. I think we have very similar writing styles and, and I, I love his style. Um, but on the other end of that, there's a, a comedian and a podcaster and radio host, uh, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. And I used to, I started out writing all my songs as joke songs because I didn't have any confidence in myself. So I was just writing comedies and uh, I'd like to get back and write another comedy song um, with somebody who does it professionally like Bobby Bones. And hell, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. I, I would love to see that. Or maybe do like an animated short and then use your yeah. music in it. That'd be really cool too. 
Have you Definitely. heard of um, a guy named Chris Shoot before? Chris Shoot? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. Well, look him up. I've, I've had opportunity to interview him. He's a really great country singer, songwriter as well. He might be a good person for y'all to connect and maybe come up with something together. But um, yeah, I've talked to him before and, and he really is amazing. So that might be someone I can, at the end of this conversation, if y'all want to exchange information. And then there's another guy, Eric Lee, who's a country singer who I've interviewed and he's an amazing singer songwriter as well. Okay, yeah, I'm all for it. All right. So see you guys, I'm trying to make this work. That way, if it's a good hit, I can be like, hey, you know what? All these guys are amazing, so they can just make the money together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you. How can you tell us about the the impact of the internet in the music business? I know it's kind of shifted, and we know over the last 30, 40 years, but can you tell me how has it impacted you as far as the internet and these streaming services, and, and how has it impacted the music business? Uh, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, uh, sword and it, it's got goods and bads, but I'd say for me, it gives people the opportunity who don't have big labels. Um, anybody that wants to put out music can put out music now and get heard, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram. I mean, you could have people become completely famous to YouTube people, but nobody else knows who they are. It's just a whole nother, whole nother ball game. But um, for me, I, I recorded a song in my bedroom, dancing the first time I recorded it, put it out in 2019, and all the bars in Anchorage started playing it um, in Alaska about a month later, and I thought nobody was going to hear it. And so that gave me the opportunity to do my own thing, put it out there, and next thing I know, I had 80,000 streams, and I didn't even like promote it. Um, so that's that's the good thing about it. You can hear people that probably would never have been heard 30 or 40 years ago um, unless you knew the right people. The bad side, I'd say, is the same thing. Everybody can make music. Everybody can be out there. It makes people's attention spans real small. So back in the day, you'd have weeks of number ones and months of it. And people now, they have 80,000 songs on one single playlist. They, they listen to your song one minute and they forget about it the next and they're on to the next and on to the next. So I think it makes, uh, it, makes it harder to catch on and, and become a multiple song artist. Um, but it makes it easier to at least get out there and be heard once so yeah and I I do agree with that double-edged sword I was just having this conversation a few weeks ago with an artist and we talked about like standing in line waiting for concert tickets you know just that experience of just being on tour and seeing those things and like now it's like people can do it from their bedroom you can especially during COVID concerts from home um and it just it took away that experience and I, I loved when I did go to concerts just being able to stand up there um cheer sing along just have a good time and like now like you said it's, it's accessible in one way but it also kind of I feel like the process of making the music has kind of changed and shifted where people are not spending as, as much time with the quality of performing and just sitting down and actually going back and you know rehearsing in their mind hey this is how I want it to sound or or even asking to doing polls with your with your fans, you know, on tour. That's one thing I used to love about tours that they, you know, some artists would introduce a new song at the end of the tour, and you're like, oh, I never heard of that before, and then you were anticipating that song. Of course, now, of course, there's so many music videos and ways of doing things, or TikTok, as an example, is, is a great marketing tool for a lot of artists. But as you said, the attention span of a lot of people are very limited and short, and so it, it can create a lot of issues long term for artists 
people are not like a Beyonce or, you know, those types of artists who have millions of followers, um, you can sometimes get lost by the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's, it's been good to me and been bad to me, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a great thing, but also you have a lot more people looking at what's a catchy dance move than, than listening to words. And you have about 15 seconds if that to get somebody to, to stop and listen while they're swiping through. So it makes it, it makes you have to really focus on the, what you write in the very beginning or how your music comes out very first. Um, whether the ending's good or not, most people won't hear it. And I can, I look at the analytics on my, my YouTube videos and I can see um, just, I mean, a three minute song, it says the average watch time is like two thirty. So I got them for about almost the whole song, but that last verse usually gets missed. It's like, Okay. I, I mean, I get it. People are just quick to move. Even songs I like, I still skip before the end because I want to hear what's next on my playlist. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing I've been working on with that is not doing that at all. Like I really have been focused on listening intently to a song and then going back and listening to it twice. Because for me, I want to be able to feel the initial response to a song I've never heard. And then listening to the second time where I can really enjoy and see if there's some lyric that really stood out to me that I can actually internalize and use for a positive way. But for me, that I love lyrical analysis, so that's just me. But I know for, like you said, a lot of young kids, they don't have time to say, oh, let me write this down. They're just like, hey, I just want to hear it. They, oh, I don't really care for that. Let me go to this. And so I think a lot of people will miss, like you said, such amazing artists out there, indie artists, people who are, you know, doing it on their own, who don't have the backing and support of a major label. Um, it, it creates a lot of tension, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Schaefer, can you tell me what's the best advice you've been given in, in the music industry? What's one of the best pieces of advice someone has told you? Uh, well, I think a funny one um, that, that really I'd say I can owe most of my success to is my, my dad, when I left high school and wanted to go to Nashville and play music instead of going to college, he said, definitely not. You're not good at music and uh, quit. <laughs> and so me being the stubborn guy I was, I was like, well, shoot, I'll go to college, but I'm also going to make music. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this and show him wrong. And uh, if it wasn't for that, that little fire lit underneath me back then, I gave it up for a little bit. But then when I had uh, friends in the army say, hey, hey, you got this, man, you got to go play some places. You like, I'll, we love your songs, this and that. And they really encouraged me. And then I was just in the back of my head hearing my dad say, yeah, no, you can't. You're not going to make it in music. Nobody's going to make it in music. It's like, all right, that's my goal. I'm going to show him. So I'd say one of the most encouraging things was somebody told me to quit. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I was playing in Alaska and thought nobody wanted to listen. And uh, one of the bar owners came up the first time I ever played and was like, hey, man, you've got the something that you need. I've been in this town for a while. I've worked with these promoters. Like, you've got whatever it is. It's not just being a good singer or a good guitar player. He's like, you've got the extra, the extra thing performing have you ever thought about doing gigs? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, and he's like, can you do the next six months, um, twice a month for the next six months, we'll sign you up on a contract. And within three weeks, I was playing five nights a week throughout the whole state. Um, and I was like, all right, that this is, this is it. And anytime I thought, man, I'm, I'm not that good. I think back to, well, some random guy heard me one time. and was like, I'm willing to bet six months on you. Let's do this thing. And so that was, that was pretty cool. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. And I also want to say thank you so much for your service. I was going to wait and do it at the end, but I really wanted to make sure I acknowledge that because, you know, serving 
just in any form for our country is important, but especially what you did, putting your life on the line for us and your time, because that's time that you can't get back. So I just want to say thank you so much for what you were able to do for us in this country. We really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Oh, thank no you. problem. So the last two questions I have for you. Um, the first one is, if you could give your younger self any piece of advice, what would you say to young Schaefer? Uh, let's see. I think a lot of people would say their answer would be, uh, you know, change this or, or don't quit or keep on pushing because it's all going to work out. I think I'd, I'd tell my younger self, hey, man, you got it figured out. Keep going the way you're going because I thought I knew everything back then and nobody could tell me nothing. And I made a lot of mistakes, but each one of those mistakes made me a have a pretty good story to tell later on in life and B made me who I am now. So I feel like if I was to go back and say, Hey, don't do this. Don't marry that first wife of yours. Don't do that. And, and it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be right where I'm at. I probably wouldn't be sitting in Louisiana writing music with the guys I am. Um, cause my ex-wife, led me to going to Alaska and then Alaska led me to Louisiana. Everything led me to one more. So I would just tell myself, keep, keep doing it, man. You're going to need a lot more failures before you're, you're good. You. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you said, you said that because I think that's important um, to remember, like everyone is put in our life for a reason and we don't have to fully understand the course and why that person was there, but, they can give us so many tools that we can use to create whatever masterpiece for ourselves. And I think that's important to remember because if you didn't go through some heartbreak and negativity, you wouldn't have found the joy that you have today in life and in music. So I'm, I'm so glad that you answered it that way. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I, I sometimes I look back, I'm like, man, I kind of regret this one moment in my life and, or I regret not going straight to Nashville and pursuing music. But when I look at that, something so small as, as getting into a different college or, applying more play I went to ODU because it was two hours from my house but maybe if I went to Virginia Tech I would have met different people never joined the army which means in the long term I would have never been playing music because my army buddies are the ones that pushed me to get back into it and I wouldn't have the daughter I have now or the wife I have so I honestly and who knows what you could change or what you could say to yourself but it might mess it all up so I'd rather just keep it where it's at I agree with that statement and Shay, for the last question I have for you, I'm going to combine it into two parts. The first part is what's next for you. And the last part of it is how can our listeners find you online? Okay. Um, so immediately next, uh, we're heading up the coast from Louisiana to New York and back playing shows all of August, um, which you can find when you find me on social media. It's, it's all on there. Uh, so we're going to be touring in August. We come back and we've got a couple big big shows here in Louisiana and uh, Texas in September. Um, I recently got picked up by a company called Operation Encore. They heard my music and they wanted to financially back me um, as one of their artists to record a few more songs, which takes a little bit of burden off of me. So we, the band and I are looking at putting out a song a month from now until December. Um, ideally, we have one coming out August 1st, already in the works. And then hopefully in the next few weeks, we can get one sent out to the publishers for September 1st and, and keep the train moving um, while we have steam in it. So I think uh, I'm looking just from now to December and the uh, long-term stuff just kind of falls in where it falls in. That's amazing, Schaefer. And congratulations on that too. I mean, you have a lot of great things on the horizon that are going really well for you. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm pretty excited this month. <laughs> 
Well, we're excited that you came on the show. Like I said, I've been talking to Schaefer and his manager, which is his wife, and we really have had an amazing conversation of getting you on. And it's been amazing for me because I've learned a lot about you within this, this call than I knew before. And if the music, like I said, is anything like the person, I knew that this was going to be an amazing interview. And I think that you definitely have matched what I love to listen to. And I just want you to continue to be successful, you know, take care of yourself, make sure that you just take care of each moment and remember these, write them down, keep record of it. But that's something you can go back 20, 30 years from now and say, I remember these moments and this was something I had never done or this something I wanted to do. And I actually stepped out on my faith and belief and actually made it happen. So Schaefer, I'm very proud of you and keep doing all the amazing things you've been doing. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, giving me a little bit of your time to come on here and talk a bit. So I enjoyed it. Absolutely. I would love to have you back in the future. If you ever want to perform any of your, your music, I have a second podcast called Space Between. We would love to hear you sing the music that I fell in love with. Hopefully we'll get an opportunity to hear more of the new music and old music as well, if you're open to it. Well, I'm definitely open to that. I got a lot of songs that haven't been heard yet that I could give just to you guys. Oh, exclusives. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I will keep in contact with you guys and we'll set something up very soon. But let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you so much, Schaefer, for being on the show. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. You too, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm not afraid.